and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. We're on episode 197. I'm Gonzo. Uh, I'm Kathy. And that's John. That's John. So we're going to see if we got the cameras uh, semi-fixed on this one. If not, John's is kind of flipping out now for some reason, so we have no clue. So, uh, welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. Uh, we are going to be talking about... Uh, priming painting in this cold weather because that came up uh something to do i'm going to be doing some painting on stream and uh, john's gonna hammer's gonna keep flipping out on us and we're gonna talk about um what else oh we were gonna talk about something about adepticon too because i made an announcement this week which is actually pretty good so other than that uh but before we get started let's go ahead and thank our sponsors we're gonna thank mini masterwork uh for being a sponsor of us uh he is Ooh. Got some craziness going in there. You got a little happy about stuff. Um, and uh, make sure you go and click the link, check them out, find out uh, everything that they have. Um, we will be getting a... Ooh, John's camera really flipped out. That's on purpose. Oh, okay. Um, Should be good now. Uh, let's check it out. Let's see. Um, but we're going to... We'll have a link. No, it didn't work. <laughs> It's it, it's something to do with bandwidth or whatever. I'm not sure what it is. Um, but uh, we'll have a link so you can get a discount code. Uh, he's trying to get through there. It is a crazy time of the season. Big surprise, right? Uh, we also want to thank uh, Muse on Minis for uh, hosting our stuff and putting it out right where. And if you do want to buy anything from them, you can use our discount code more than dice, all one word, and get 10% off your order. So other than that... Um, Let's go ahead and go. We have a couple of tributes uh, this week. Uh, do we have to talk about uh, two to be exact? Uh, Kathy, what was one of them that you had? I'm going to fix this John's camera. Maybe that'll help out. Anne Rice. Yeah. Anne Rice did pass away like last night. It's funny as hell. <laughs> not, not Anne Rice. Funny as hell. My I'm talking about John's camera. The context there. Yeah. John's camera's flipping out, and it's like we got it sorted and straight, and then as soon as it went nice for a little bit, it started flipping out again. So, no, uh, Anne Rice did have a, what if I understand, a stroke? Complications from a stroke, yeah. yeah. And passed away uh, last night. Uh, it, it's interesting. She was 80 years old, uh, from what I recall. And I know a lot of people... <laughs> Everybody's playing with their cameras. Uh, everybody uh, pretty much knows Anne Rice from, of course, Interview with the Vampire, where yep. the movie actually gained her quite a lot of fame. Because uh, even though there were people that had it, the movie was very, very popular. Um, and they're actually redoing it, I believe, pretty soon. I think they're going to turn it into a TV series instead of a movie, though. I think that's probably a better format for it, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I, I think it'll be amazing as a TV series. I mean, it's based yeah. on a series of books. Yep. Hopefully they find the right actors and actresses for that because it's a great story. It was just... It was very, very much rushed in the movie. It, like the, the, I'll be honest. Interview with the Vampire is the movie that has the record for the most times I checked my watch during it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second one, uh, or the Queen of the Damned, was much more interesting. But and see, I only read Interview with the Vampire and Memnock the Devil. I never read any of the other books. 
Um, and so I have no clue how they did. Why is how uh, Queen of the Dam did. No clue. And our other one. Sorry, the camera is making me annoyed. Our other tribute today is uh, from Mike Nesmith of the yes. Monkees. The, the, the one serious musician from the Monkees. I mean, it was, it was a fun band and yes. they, were, they were good. And uh, I loved their TV show when I was growing mm -hmm. up because they had uh, they decided to replay it on MTV. So I got to watch it, you know, Nickelodeon, I think. And 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 Nickelodeon, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. And... I was a big fan of the Monkees. It's actually uh, the first concert I ever saw was the Monkees uh, and uh, Weird Al Yankovic opened up for him. Oh, nice. But it wasn't Mike wasn't there because he was the serious musician. He didn't want to get back to the reunion tour. He went to the reunion tour afterwards. Yeah. Uh, when he realized yeah. it wasn't just trying to capitalize, they were actually trying to do stuff. No music at all. Yeah, see, I that's how I learned about the monkeys was from the TV show. I didn't really mm -hmm. know much about them, but when the TV show came out, I was like, okay. And then, of course, the song, you know, and then everything in, and then you know, other people had said or did things with it, and I was like, oh, okay, this is all right. I like this. Yeah, the TV show was just silly and whimsical enough for me when I was little. To uh. <laughs> To capture my imagination and then, you know, introduce me to that music. Yeah. And the music interspersed the episode. It was a great format. It's too bad we don't have uh, more more shows like that anymore. But yeah. So now, unfortunately, we're left with only one monkey left. And that's uh, Mickey Dolan's is the only one left alive. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm going to be drinking, uh, in addition to the cherry coke I've got there, I'm going to be drinking some uh, Dr. McGillicuddy's apple pie liquor. Nice. And, Kathy, what do you got? Just my old gin and tonic. Just the old gin and tonic. I am still doing the McCollin Scotch uh, that I've got. Um, guys, uh, bear, bear with us on the camera issue. I have no clue why it's doing this and why it's flipping out. Uh, I'm going to try to fix it for a little bit while we talk about other things. Uh, but, um, make sure you get your booster shot. Make sure that you, if you haven't, make sure you get your vaccine. Um, make sure you're still staying safe. Wash your hands, cover your mouth, wear a mask, be safe because in March we have HugCon 2022 coming up. Yeah. See mm -hmm. everybody there. So. Wear your mask, even if you're vaccinated. Correct. Yep. It's still you can still transmit it even if you may not be as affected. Yes. So, um, cheers. 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 I think John's camera may have slowed down a bit. Let me see. Gonzo's wearing the Sylvie crown. I am. It was paid for. I tried to get it up again, and for some reason. Twitch is not allowing me to make that again. So I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. With much difficulty. Much, much <laughs> difficulty. 
<coughs> no clue. Um, all right. So one of the things while John's camera is kind of freaking out a bit, um, one of the things I did want to bring up was we have the winter month coming along. And today I actually had to do a bunch of priming. And one thing that I did was now Kathy does most of hers inside, but some of us still do rattle can and everything. And we got to make sure that those cans John's are like, no, I don't do rattle can either. <laughs> I do not. But for me painting this crown, it is a shiny gold. So I do did use, you know, a rattle can primer and rattle can paint. But you need to make sure that, that stuff is warmed up uh, and is not sitting outside. And you need to make sure that you're priming in an area that is not only well ventilated, but also not freezing temperatures or your models are not freezing cold either. Um, cause you'll get bad priming on that. Now, Kathy, you usually do what brush on. Yep. I do. I use Steinol res, which is intended for airbrush, but I just brush it on sitting here at my desk. And while it may not, it may take a little bit longer than, uh, you know, if I was, if I was, you know, priming a whole army, then maybe I might want to spray things, but that is why we have the airbrush. And the airbrush can be used inside in, you know, under a little vent. They make those vents. You, it's recommended, but you don't even really have to do that. I mean, to be fair. But, yeah. Airbrush, you can do inside, and so it doesn't matter. Brush on, you can do inside. So it doesn't matter what the weather is like. But for those people that like to use their rattle can primer, so many things in the environment impact that. You know, the temperature, the the wind, the humidity. humidity. That's <laughs> that's why we stopped doing it because it was just too chancy. You, we get those. We get those results, you know, and everybody's had that where you get that sandpaper-like texture, you know, on your mar models after priming them, and it's so disappointing. Yep. So that sandpaper-like sandpaper -like texture is slightly fixable, but it takes a while. Because mm -hmm. literally you're going to have to hit your, hit your model with a soft bristle brush, I suggest an old toothbrush, and just work on it for a while. You want you can dip your brush in some simple green. Obviously, don't use a toothbrush you're still using for your teeth, for Christ's sakes. Jeez, <laughs> you ruined it for me already. Yeah, but you can do that. It's gonna be a lot of work. That's part of why um, I just went to. I use Vallejo Surface Primer. It's meant for an airbrush, but I brush it on anyways. Mm -hmm. And the same thing. If I had to do a whole bunch at once, I would just set up the airbrush and and just do it that way. Um. I have lots of tips for using uh, rattle cans, but honestly, my best tips is, I mean, if it's winter months, you're just not going to be able to easily. You're going to have to wait until that one nice day and just could go. Unless you <laughs> live in San Diego, where almost every day is that one nice day. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you can do it if you get sort of short of nice days, but there's going to be several months there where you can't also rain. You know, nothing's worse oh. than it raining the day you want to prime. Uh, if you've got a garage, it'll help a lot. Because you can spray in the garage, then open the garage after you're done, so then it gets cold and all. So we don't have cars and all taking up all the space. But um, I know El Marshall, we do spraying in his stairwell down to his basement. 
you know, put some stuff up so you don't spray everywhere, just real quick, and then come back in. But, you know, I, I just don't suggest it. I mean, I think rattle cans are sort of the way of the past. Get with the times. I mean, like I said, usually the rattle cans I've had to use is, you know, of course, I had to prime and paint, you know, this with the shiny gold um, type thing. And then I have the rattle can white that I use for whenever I do uh, contrast paints. But mostly I airbrush the Steinle Res. Uh, today, I didn't airbrush the Steinle Res because I didn't feel like getting it out. And I brushed on the Steinle Res mm-hmm. uh, on the model that I'm going to paint today, uh, which I'm going to be working on this demon uh, type thing. But yeah, you're going to have to wait for good weather and make sure your cans are warmed up too. Uh, if they're cold, um, you're going to need to warm those cans up and put them in a, you know, a place that it's going to heat up without exploding, of course, and get that ready. Um, so I suggest storing your models and your cans in the same spot. Like if you know you're going to going to prime in the morning, store them in the same spot overnight. So they're a similar temperature. You have less, chance of anything crazy happening it doesn't mean it won't just less chance take away as many factors as you can gotcha. so paint cam hopefully cameras are going to work mine is nope. not no i bet you it's because of the internet at your place i have a feeling uh it was all of our cameras so don't don't play my internet well kathy's is fine now so that's the reason why i'm going with it i haven't uh done anything except for that jim is streaming now Maybe the bandwidth level. So, <laughs> so if anything, she should have less bandwidth. So. Yeah. <laughs> I have no clue. So we're, I have no clue why it does that. So everything's going fine. I'm going to move it over here because I'm going to start painting on this model. And I've been wanting to paint on it and move everything around. And there's that sad-ass dry brush. It's not sad. That that dry brush is loved a lot. That is a workhorse, that dry brush. Yes. Which I need to fix this camera. Did you prime white? No. No. I'm just looking at that model that's sitting there. Oh, that's just a it's just a gray. It's not primed at all. Oh. Oh. No, there's so the one thing that we were talking about uh before the episode was okay, so like this camera that I have, which is a very good HD camera. Um problem is I can't get it any closer. I mean, I, I, I'm i having problems getting this. I mean, that's as far as I can zoom in is right there. And we're having, I'm having a lot of issues with this. So we're, I, this is the one I'm probably going to do and use the logic capture on to make it a whole lot easier. Because this one, I it's easier to adjust everything on that. Because this is the actual model that I'm going to be working on. And of course, it's all auto-focusing and all that, which we don't want. And this is what we're having. I'm, I'm, we were talking about it using Logic Capture to get this in because there's actually a lot of black on this. It's just getting washed out because of the camera. And I don't like this, so I'm probably going to be... Well, if it's any consolation, I have that same problem with anything that is white. Well, I used to get a better zoom out of it, so I have no clue. So after the stream, I'm going to play with it a little bit so I can paint on this because I want... Because there's actually a ton of black on the top of the head. It's just washing out 
right now. Mm -hmm. And of course the tray to the right is super, super washed out. And there's like, so let me like, even when I try to dim the light, it automatically puts the brightness bright back up. I am sure there's a setting for that. Yeah. Cause see, I've tried to do to get this. It's the, yeah, the, it's funny because you'd think maybe the white balance is the thing to to do, but it's not. Auto white balance is a totally different thing. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have another setting for to shut off that adjusting of the bright of the uh, color balance. It's the color balance, or not the color balance. It's the white balance. Yeah, I found oh. some settings in uh, Skype that fixed mine when I was having that blue sort of thing. I fixed some stuff there. Like you can you can manually change the brightness to be lower, which I think is what you're doing. Yeah. But it would be cool if you could set it and it wouldn't just try to automatically readjust the the brightness yeah. oh, I don't know it's it's weird I feel like there should be one other type of setting for for cameras besides that color color correction or whatever adjust it is just and stuff okay so this was that demon and I do like how the eyeball looks the way that you have it shaded right now oh yeah with a little bit of white around the edges I thought that was interesting too Cause see that's how I want that's how close I want to get to it, but so you can see it. Cause I mean that's actually a really good clear picture. Mm-hmm. But I have to hold it really high, which is okay. So I was gonna think about when I was gonna paint this was using this uh, the Reaper Clear Red as like the main body type thing for him. Mm-hmm. Type thing. I haven't used the Reaper Red yet, so ooh, let's. So the red can be uh, its initial layer, especially if you throw a little bit of water in with it, will be somewhat translucent, so you'll see your values show through. But as soon as you put another layer of red over an area that you've already painted, it's going to turn it opaque. Yeah. The hell is that? That's the paint shaker. Oh, that should probably not be on the same desk as the it's camera. It's super loud. <laughs> I know. It's really loud. loud. Is it really loud? It's not yes, even. it's super loud. Yeah, it's really loud. Wow, it's not even loud here. I guess my microphone is just picking it up really well. Well, it's vibrating if, if your mic's on the table and everything. It's, it's not. Mic on the head. I don't know. Mizzy says it's loud, too. That's weird. Thanks, that Mizzy. Isn't loud. Okay. When other people use those during their streams, you can hear it. Like, but they'll have it on a different table someplace else, and you can still hear it. It's just like oh. as a sort of a vibrating hum. And of course, you know, everybody makes comments about that. <laughs> but it's Giggity. not not quite as loud as that. Yeah, that was that was weird that it was that loud because it's not really that loud at all. Okay, so let's go back to the painting of the red. So I have a little bit of red, right here, wet brush. And you were saying, go ahead. About the Reaper I was Clear. I'm seeing uh, 
be careful if you want it to be translucent that you're not going over areas that you've already painted uh, because it will make it more opaque immediately. As soon as you start layering the clear paint on top of itself, it really makes it opaque. And you can add a little, you could take and dip your brush in water, which is why I like to take a a little cap full of water and leave that on my palette next to the paint I'm working with. So I can just dip my brush in it. And then you can take just that that water on the brush and paint that onto your paint that's on your model and thin the paint down that way if your paint ends up too thick on the model. That all makes sense. So, you know, we've all done that too where you get too much paint on your brush. Because what she's get trying to tell you basically is if you go over the paint like you just did, it might make it too opaque. Yeah, and then to correct that, you can almost uh, thin it and rinse it right on the model by just taking a tiny little bit of water on your brush and working it in there and thinning it down on the model rather than thinning the paint on the palette, if that makes sense. Because yeah, I've, I've never... I mean, I've used that one. So this one's a little bit too wet right now because I can tell because it's not, it'll shine white through really easy. Mm-hmm. But I am assuming that you, you did the zenithal highlight thing because you wanted the value to... Correct. ...to show through. So you can get your initial layer of red down and you'll have those values and then you can go over your... Uh, your darks with, you know, if you wanted to do shading in your darks with another color, like a, a purple or a green or a mixture of red and black, whatever, then you can paint into those shadow areas with that. Word. I'd like to add something useful, but Kathy's way above my uh, painting <laughs> techniques at this point. I just put the paints on the model. My chair There's is always too that, high. too. And and that's one of the things I like about the clears is if you just want to put the paints on the model <clears> and you do the zenithal, you know, shading like Gonzo has done, you can use this. And, you, and if you take and water it down just a little bit, then it's going to be translucent. And then if you want it to be opaque in certain areas, you can go ahead and, and do another layer over it. Let me but ask, opaque yeah. does not mean the same thing as darker. <laughs> Correct. Have you used this in conjunction with something like a contrast paint? Uh, I haven't done much work with contrast paints, but when I, when I initially got them, when they first came out, I did mix them with a little bit of uh, this... At, you know, when I was doing that week of experimentation, but I don't have any contrast paints. Uh, I just don't. They're a little expensive for me. So, well, the army painter ones are out, and they're much cheaper. So, I've been hearing good things about those. Yeah, um, people I I follow on Twitter slash YouTube have been using them and saying good things, uh, especially price to value ratio. Because I'm a fan of contrast paints, but also I was wondering. With a, a clear paint like this, could you do a thin coat on it and then do a wash and, and get a good effect like you normally would? Probably. Okay. I'm a big wash guy. Depends on 
you know, you want for the contrast paints to work, you want something usually you want something lighter uh, as a base. Well, it works actually well over a lot of different things because, you know, whatever it is, it's almost like when they clear, clear planes, just not as. It's more supposed to be idiot proof, so to speak, rather than a uh, something you need to work with a bit. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? So uh, I'm just sort of wondering, trying to get in my head the difference between them so I can, uh, you know, know if it's something I want to try and use or not. Well, or... the contrast paints are definitely clear. Yeah. Uh, and Reaper clear paints are not actually clear. No. So, and, and that's the thing that puzzles a lot of people when they first get them. They Their expectations are that, oh, it's going to be like an ink or it's going to be like a contrast paint. Uh, but they're not. They're clear. Clear actually means that they don't have any other color pigments in them they don't have any white or black added to them and they're not a blend of colors they're just like a true single pigment uh it's just that the that they chose to call them clears and that's kind of a misnomer and it confuses a lot of people no fair enough that actually is very uh you've clarified it very well did i make it clear you did make it clear um <laughs> So I assume when you're mixing paints, you use a lot of these to to mix paint colors, your custom colors. I I pretty much only use these. There, it's very rare where I will where I will dip into another color. Uh, I do have some other colors, but I I don't use them very often. And I do sometimes. I like to use some of the uh, the Citadel washes occasionally or some of the army army painter washes that i have so you know depending on on what i'm doing because it also depends on what the texture is you know like this this thing that gonzo's painting has a lot of sharp texture. sharp texture yeah ridges and like the horns and the the like it's like this weird muscle around the eyeball yeah. kind of a thing where there's these strands of uh, muscle or for hair using washes can be can be great because you get that stark that stark contrast because the wash sinks down into the crevices and uh, you can even take your finger or a makeup sponge or you know a Q-tip or something and soak up the wipe the paint off of the ridges so that you get uh, you're wiping that that ink or wash or whatever off of the top of that texture. And uh, well, so they work great for that sort of thing, but it doesn't work for every kind of texture. It doesn't work for every kind of surface. No, I mean, it definitely. Uh, th this texture to me looks like a uh, wash and dry brushing dream, actually. Yeah. Right. And I think that's kind of what Gonzo did. That's, you just dry brush that white on the, over the primer, right? Yeah, I just took and and I did a little bit like heavier white on spots that would be like in the front and you know like on the top of the head and mm -hmm. around here, just a, a little bit heavier. You know what white. I call that? That's my half-assed zenithal. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how I do my half-assed zenithal when I'm yeah. prepping models. You just want to make sure you're doing more of figure out where your light source is and making sure you're hitting the parts that be hit by light source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
like art class 101. Yeah, like, and in this case, it's uh, like the top of the head, as Gonzo said, and the top of the horns and stuff, so. Well, as we say, for, for general things, if you decided you wanted to make an army and you wanted to all be light source from, from the front, you could do so the front has all the light source and the back yeah. is darker. That's absolutely something you could do. It would be an interesting effect. Or you have it where the light source is always coming from the top of the one side and hitting the guy like like right there. And so mm-hmm. that means that 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 this shoulder, you know, and this pack is going to reflect more, you know, is going to be reflecting more light than this side of the face. Or, you know, if this side is really light, then this part is going to be the darkest part. So my inspiration for this model, besides it just being, you know, a, a demon-type model, was the Doom demon from Doom. Take a demon, yeah. That, I Is, figured. Uh, yeah. That was kind of, I was like, oh, that, okay, I could do that. But uh, you were talking about washes. I was thinking a good purple wash all over it would actually make it stand out pretty well because it can get it on. Because this thing has got so much texture on it, it's not even funny. I mean, there's... How about uh, mixing purple and red together? Just getting yourself a little middle ground there with that. Yeah. That way, maybe you're not killing the red too much. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, that that would make it, you know, kind of demy, demon. Well, again, honestly, you could just go straight purple and then dry brush or highlight yeah. manually. Well, after. think of think of the red as being your middle tone. Your your middle tone is uh is going to be more saturated than your shadows. And it's going to be more saturated than your highlights. And there's going to be more of it than either. there. Well, there should be. There should be more mid-tone showing than there are the darkest darks and the lightest lights. So, I usually do two stages of mid-tones. I have light mid-tones and dark mid-tones. But they're both more saturated than the darkest shadows and the lightest highlights. So Captain Izzy says in Nestor's class, he said different color primers have different effects with contrast paints. Super vibrant effects are better with white, but darker primers also work depending on what you're going for, which yes. is true. Yep. And that is one reason why I like the the Senores primers, because there is a bunch of different colors. They have a ton of different colored primers for, you know, different purposes. And it's funny because I don't really select a primer based on you know the the color scheme of whatever i'm painting i really just grab whatever so i have this green i have this yellow i have this terracotta i have gray i have black i have white uh there's a dusty blue one there's a dusty rose there's a brown primer however that brown primer uh i think it's called ebony is different than if you mix terracotta and black primer together, you get a different kind of brown. Just hmm. FYI, uh, and you can mix those primers together, and you can tint one with a little bit of paint with a few drops of paint. I like to tint the white with a few drops of terracotta, and it gives me a, a very sort of peachy salmon sort of color, which can be interesting. Actually, that would be nice for for those vibrant things like M- Mizzy's talking about with light-colored primers and vibrant effects. Uh, it, 
but if you tint that white with just a tiny touch of uh, another color and then do that contrast paint over it, that could be interesting too. Yeah, the good thing to know about white though is white is unforgiving AF. Like you miss a spot and come back later, like fuck that yeah, white you spot end up with right water. there. Yeah. And that's why I like black. Because black is forgiving AF. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a black spot, you probably don't even notice. Correct. And when it's a white spot, you I mean you can see that from a mile away. But your black is going to make it uh, a bit more dull depending on how many layers you're willing to put on there. Yeah, well, I also work up rather than start the midtone. I generally work almost the shade and then go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people do it that way. I think that's more common. Yeah, I think that's like more of the games workshoppy way of doing it for the most part. You work sort of closer to your shade, work up, and then your wash or a little bit of uh, a little bit of shade into the recesses, and that does it. I'm like hypnotized by watching uh, the paint going on to this. I don't know what it is. Now I know why people like to watch uh, painting streams. <laughs> I actually, like, what I notice, <laughs> I notice how good Gonzo's brush control is. He doesn't get a lot of slop everywhere, unlike somebody. Like somebody? Like John? Wait, are you talking about me? No, he's talking about me. <laughs> I'm talking about me. I, I, I get slop everywhere. Like I'm more careful as you get further, but at this at this stage, I'm like, fuck it, red. Well, well I was the, trying you know, to get... the great the great thing about just slopping it on at this stage is, you know, you could think of it as this is a happy accident, and if I get red right here, that's okay because, you know, if I were to let that red show through, well, now it's just it's just reflected light. You know, because the light is hitting that red, it's reflecting it onto the surfaces around it. Or more like I'm just going to paint over that shit anyway, so I don't really care. And also that. No one should be super concerned about their, their very first base color for precisely that reason. Yeah, I just I just get try and get more and more careful as I go on. But I mm -hmm. actually feel like if you can practice brush control like this it helps because you'll be in the habit of it unlike john like all right john calm down you need to you need to be careful now well like I, i've got i've got domino who needs uh or she, right here who needs to get that uh yellowish brown updated to full on yellow and i'm like i'm waiting for a day where i'm chill and everything's cool i didn't have to rush so i can just do that because it's going to take concentration you know what also works i mean for me is if I know that I'm going to be doing some careful brushwork that's going to require concentration, I purposely pick something else to start with that day that doesn't take concentration so I can warm myself up. That's fair. Like I'm going to have to do after not actually painting for an entire month. I mean, I warm myself up, but honestly, when I only <laughs> paint in half an hour blocks... Sometimes the warm-up becomes the entire half an hour. Like, oh, fucking do it next time. Could be, could be. But you can save things out because I know that you work on multiple things at one time. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, So, yeah. you know, you can find something where you can just put, you know, a little bit of whatever color on. 
even if it's bases. That's why I'm making bases right now because I know that to to warm up back into painting models uh, after my weird November, uh, painting bases is going to be one of those things where you just slop some paint on and then you do some dry brushes and uh, and you don't have to be as careful when you're painting bases. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on Magneto's uh, constructs. They're basically just bases. It's just all yeah. stuff on a base. And that's just good just start off. So, But sometimes I get too into it. I'm like, oh, I can do this and this and this. And they're like, and didn't do what I wanted to do. But, I mean, <laughs> progress is progress, right? Yes. And so sometimes not doing what you wanted it to do uh, in your attempt to correct that, you you end up learning more different things. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've actually used a hobby holder to make a model, by the way. Yeah, how's it going? Actually, I like this. I like I liked this part. The ability to do this with my thumb. Yeah, I really like that a lot. I do like that idea because I've never used a hobby holder. I don't have any. I don't have any of those. I have GW ones and then the wooden dowel. I mean... I have my homemade little like wooden dowels like John said. Uh -huh. And I have like my bottle caps with blue tack, you know, or my uh, my paint jars with blue tack, but I don't have any hobby holders. Mm. I mean, they're on my list, but I mean, I got enough stuff right now. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I would turn away hobby holders, but it isn't. It, it hasn't been something that I've gone out like my way to. Two, four, I got six unused uh, dowels over here in this tray, and then I got a whole tray with GW models. I'm probably not going to paint for a while somewhere, if ever. The whole kill team stuff. The other half of that kill team you painted the Nurgle from. I've only painted. I still haven't actually finished. I still have a chance to finish it for you because I've only finished Axe a Million because he was the more important <laughs> part, let's be honest. I, I need to finish the bases and I have my Uhu glue because one of the things I wanted to do was make uh, slimy, noxious green, slimy bases for them. And I've, I've seen other people use that Uhu glue mixed with paint. And mm -hmm. water kind of thing, uh, but I haven't actually done it myself yet. So well, that's going to be something new and different. Well, for but, all things, yeah, there was a first time. Those, yeah, most of those models are finished, except for the bases. And then I think I only have the flies, the, you know, the, the weird flies that are in it. To actually finish. Uh, I have to finish painting the wings on those. And that might be it. It's been so long since I've actually had them out of the box. Oh, I'm going to have to dust off these models. Like, they're all primed sitting together. I just haven't. I mean, let's be honest, I don't really play 40K. and don't really have a use for them otherwise right yeah. now. So I haven't painted them. I'm going to paint models I'm going to use first. Well, I don't use any of them right now. So... It also occurred to me after I'm I'm looking at all these people on Instagram posting pictures of their uh their, their working year models, their things they've painted in this year, and I realized that 
I've never taken finished pictures of the busts that I painted at the beginning of the year at all. Also, the commission pieces that I did, I, I, I had just got my, my new phone uh, when I finished those. And I hadn't figured out the, you know, camera settings on the new phone. Mm-hmm. So those pictures all kind of look ass. <laughs> I used to just, I have a little uh, light box for taking pictures. I can fold and unfold. And also, at Al Marshall's place, he's got a bigger light box set up if anyone wants to come over and bring their models and take pictures, too. So... I'll usually use that if I need to, but yeah, I haven't done a lot of pictures. I do just the pictures, the work in progress pictures. Yeah, we have a light just... box. It's just that my new camera or my new phone, the camera on it is very different and it's not as intuitive as the camera on my old phone, oddly enough. So you could mute yourself when you're doing that. Yes. Yes. My microphone was muted. So there's another microphone coming through then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's another microphone that is coming through. Welcome to Skype. Skype. We hates it. We hates it. We does. It's the only game in town for this, though. Because, see, I actually... Oh. We need to forget how to use Discord for it. I don't know if we can, but might be we able to. We could. I mean... We absolutely could. I've I've been on plenty of multiple. Uh... Oh, what? Missy didn't hear anything, so it's not going through. Oh my God! I bet money that your feed, it's pick up different things for different sources. So we're hearing through probably the camera, and everyone else is hearing through your microphone. Uh huh. <laughs> ah, Skype. Skype. I agree, dog. I agree. <laughs> oh, fucking scary. Can you but hear yeah, me? Just, yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear totally that? Different. No. You have the mixer going? The mixer is going right now. Don't hear a thing. Wait, Mizzy now hears Mizzy it now. hears it. <laughs> so, here's, the, here's my mic off. Don't hear anything. Don't hear microphone anything. on. Yep, yep. Now I hear it when the microphone on. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Skype had switched the microphone from the USB to the camera. What? Of course. Not of Skype. Course Skype would never do that stupid shit. They would never do that. John knows they would never do that every totally, single time. I totally don't have a text file saved on my computer so I can send them a fucking uh, report every time when it doesn't fucking work right. Yeah, so what it happened is the camera that is right here shining down on the model, that was being used as the microphone instead of for this scene. Instead of my headset, and my headset was microphone was being used on Skype. It was like it was all messed up. So, oh my gosh. So, I what I want to do is I think I want to do like try this the contrast black Templar for the horns. 
I mean, it's going to be basically black. I just wanted to see how it looked real quick. I was going to test like the underside of this horn real quick to see what it looked like. Just so you know, I use Black Templar all the time. It's going to basically be black. It is. It's going to be like just off of black. Dark black. Yeah, it's a very opaque of the contrast pants. Did you say, John? Yes. Like that one and... uh... If you you water it down like that, you're basically using it like a a hardcore wash rather than as the contrast. contrast. And it'll fill that in, but... Yeah. I generally think you'd probably want... A brown for that, but depends what color you want your horn, actually. True. And now we're hypnotized by the painting of the uh, the, the horn again. Once again. Once again. We're all horny okay. for the horns. So what, what are your thoughts as you're working this color into the horn? It's, it's giving it the black that I like. And it's very lightly tinting, you know, the white enough that it makes it, you know, it makes it stand out enough, but it doesn't look like it's been a dry brushed horn. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Think yeah, that's know? a nice thing with, with washes over dry brushes. It tends to uh, smooth out the sort of chalky texture that a dry brush will give you sometimes. Yarpity yarp. That's why a lot of times I'm dry brush, wash, and then maybe just the lightest dry brush at the edges afterwards just mm-hmm. to get those edges back up. I did that with uh, got another model here. Hold on. Yep. Uh, and got, with, uh, the, with this contrast space. here, you could take your finger and wipe it across the top edges of uh, those ridges, too, just to get a little extra highlight uh, off of that. The... Since it doesn't dry right away. What model was that, John? Uh, Toad. I think I need to actually go into the brick and do some more work on the mortar in between the bricks or something. I was trying to paint it white, but I might just say screw it and paint it a much darker brown. Because the white is going to be pain. And it got sort of yellowed and not as distinct as I want from here. I wonder. I wonder. There's lighter. The white. Wait, so the white contrast paint, I know it's not white. It's like a, a light gray, right? Yeah. So if you put that over the top of something darker, does it make the cra- the crevices a bit lighter? Probably would, but it would also probably ruin the effect on the rest of the brick at this point. Yeah. I'm just thinking uh, recent, over the last few years, one thing that Jim and I both have discovered is how fun it is to make the mortar in between bricks or cobblestones a lighter color than than the bricks yeah it's it's super cool but so i was trying to do it there and then on uh this one there's brick sort of up on the up here area and i just went with the straight darker between it and you get much better much around what you guys can see it but you get much better uh distinction there yeah, yeah, you get all this contrast with the, uh, you know, the dark in the shadows and that, yeah. and that's how we always, I mean, for, you know, 15 years, 20 years almost, that's how we've both been painting, you know, bricks and cobblestones and things like that. But just recently, we both were like, what if I, what if I paint this light tan color into the 
into the cracks instead and on a on like a dark gray for instance with cobblestones or something or a really dark red or a brown brick and I was like damn and Jim too we like simultaneously both came up with this this idea and I'm and other people have had this idea already before I'm sure but but we were both like oh my god look at this it's a whole different thing and you can do it either way and it looks fine you know depending on what effect you want but we're just like this is I like this like this yeah, is I think fun. it depends on on how much you have between the bricks to paint mm-hmm. the less you have the more you want to go with the dark because the light doesn't show up as well yeah because I think on the base one, on the base itself, where I use the dark, I think the light would look fine there because it's there's more to it. It's distinct between them. But on Toad's wall, they're sort of overlapping and irregular, and you don't get to see the mortar everywhere. I think the dark would be better because it would give you that big hit of contrast between the two. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to try that in the future. I'll probably just take a uh, brown wash and go in between the uh, the bricks on uh, him, but that is a task for another day. Apparently, Gonzo gave up with the light light use of contrast and just like fuck it, black. No, it, it's actually it, when it's it, it it's there. I'm just kind of smoothing it out because I got a little bit too much in one point. But it, it, it's gray on the top. This one is a little bit darker. Than the yeah, one on the it right. does look a little bit darker than the right one. To... Or than the other one. Yeah, Honestly, I think uh, a good dark, dark gray uh, dry brush than a little actual black wash over would probably do wonders. Mm-hmm. That's why I always have a super dark gray. Like uh, Vallejo, makes, Vallejo makes a fucking ton of grays. Holy shit. So you can usually get what you need. Also, honestly, the uh, the gray contrast is pretty good, too. It's one of my favorites. I use it on my bases a lot. It's not quite black, but it's it's pretty dark gray. Is there a different color that you're going to be using for the, the muscle part that's right, right around the eye? This area? Yeah, that circle right around the eye there. No, I was thinking about just washing the whole model and with a purple oh, red okay. mixture. Yeah. Do a purple red wash over the entire you could do red a area. Purple. You could instead of doing it over the entire model, you could just do it over the uh, shadow parts of the model, like the underside of the sphere like if you look at the eyeball as a sphere then like the halfway down it there would be that wash and then right at the right at the line where the you know where you first apply the it's like the equator (laughs) then you take a little water on your brush only water and paint that around the equator if you can visualize that in your head of, of the eyeball and then that'll smooth that transition from your wash on the underside to the, the top part, which is untouched. So you're basically talking about sneaky wash wet bledding. 
It's like a it's a sneaky wash uh, glazing. So yeah, you're, you're sort of getting that wet blending effect that's blending it into the top by see, making I the wash less and less. I don't even wet blend because I use that, and it's like a it's like a glaze where you feather the color out mm-hmm. into nothing. Yeah, that's actually. That's that's really cool, actually, because as you said, I'm like, oh, I see what she's doing there. I see what she's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is my favorite thing to do to get a transition from one color to another color without doing wet blending. He's mixing something. Well, I took that. Vallejo uh, purple, translucent or uh, fluorescent purple. Uh huh. And put it in the red. And so I was just kind of mixing it together to see how it would look. Ooh. That sounds interesting. Probably magenta. Sounds like an interesting uh, combination. I can't wait to see what it looks like. All right. So. It's going to be just a little darker now. Is the purple make it darker, is it, or does it just change the the color? It does make it a little darker. It is it is a little darker, but it does have that little highlight of the purple. That's the reason why I went with the fluorescent instead of just the the purple. Um, Super saturated. Yeah. Oh, and for everyone out there, looks I actually like doing that with contrast paints as well, mixing them in. Mm-hmm. Especially if your initial paint's a little on the drier, thicker side, it'll it'll definitely help. Yep, it's kind of magenta. Yeah. Yeah. Super saturated. Yeah. All those. That's what I love about those fluorescent colors. Oh yeah. That it just adds this level of vibrance. Oh yeah. And darker, too. So I think doing the bottom half like that is pretty cool. Yeah. Now, see where that line is? Like halfway, you know, at the equator of the eyeball, basically. Yep. That separates the top half from the bottom half. You could take just a clean brush with a little water on it and just just go over just to the, the line where those two meet. And, it will, and you'll thin it so that there's not a line there. Like not like a distinct line, then it will look like a smooth transition from that red at the top of the eyeball down to the uh, purpley color at the bottom. I'm curious how it's going to look when it dries too, because it always looks a little different when it dries. Yeah, especially. I think it'll be really fun. Yeah, because the the. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah, I like the purple in it because it gives it that demonic, you know, sinewy look, I guess you want to put it. I mean, that the whole thing looks sort of like why they invented shotguns. <laughs> it it really just looks like a floating eyeball with horns. You know, like like eyeball where the it's been ripped out of an eye socket and the muscle is still around it. Yep. Yeah, that's not making me squeamish at all. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Hold on, I <laughs> love. <laughs> I wonder what this garlic now is going to taste like when I throw it up. Nonsense. 
be fine. Says you. I'm a little squeamish about eyes. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah. Had a bad experience. Should see me trying to watch the beginning of First Contact with you. <laughs> First Contact. Oh, wait. Star Trek. There's a Borg Remembrance scene where it shows Drill going into his eye. I mean, it sounds like it shows a Drill going into his eye. I've never oh, actually yeah, seen that sort scene. Of thing, that sort of thing creeps me out, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, not good with that. I had a dream once. So for me in, in horror movies, you know, where somebody is knocked out, you think they're unconscious or whatever. And then it, you know, it zooms in on their face and, and then they open their eyes and there's a big jump scare. Sort of like the eyes are open, you know, mm-hmm. freaks me out. Um, so I had this dream once where, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. It's too disturbing. <laughs> she had a stream once it disturbed her it's too disturbing like it was this dream was legit a horror movie in my head I've had a lot of those of varying varieties yeah wherein uh, I took a giant wrench and and smashed in a face just so that it would not have the opportunity to open its eyes and jump scare me that that sounds perfectly rational and logical to me. Yeah, well, that's dreamland. It's the wrench <laughs> version of double tapping. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, I got no problem with that. It wasn't a crescent wrench. It was an adjustable wrench. Still. Apparently, there's a difference. I mean, doesn't matter as long as it's a, a blunt metal object that you whacked a motherfucker with. <laughs> all good from there on so you're gonna go the whole thing sort of purple and then go back with something else to make a more distinction or you're gonna keep it lighter at the top like you've kind of kept it i, I don't know I, i'm looking at it and it's the purple is kind of fading away as it's drying i'm going to put it now on a is it is it sort of flowing downwards is gravity just pulling it down towards the tips of the tentacles i think when i do washes that's one of those things that disappoints me is i think i have it and everything's you know where i want it to be and then gravity just sort of takes everything out of all the recesses where i where i had it and then i'm like what what did i even just do now it's all pooling at this one area I think I'm going to do the whole eyeball and then just do a highlight on the top of it. Because I, I like the purple inside the entire, you know, in between the muscle layers. Mm-hmm. Well, if anything, I like the color that that's made. Yes. You can always just go back and take like a purple wash or whatever, water that down quite a bit. Your timer went off. Oh, well, it's the BB section. Uh, hold on. Let me get this wash in here over the rest of this eyeball. Uh-huh. Yeah, keep going with what you're doing. And stuff. We can still talk about media. Yeah. Even without the screen up. We already started. We're talking about, you know, movies that make us squeamish. Oh, never mind, Gonzo. Don't bother taking them off. God damn it. Who paid? Izzy. Uh, no prints for you. That, yeah, that's going to happen. Uh-huh. Good luck with that. 
Tell you what, Captain Mizzy, if you have some print stuff for you, you tell me what you want to send it to me, and I'll get El Marshall to print it for you. <laughs> there you go. El Marshall will do that. He's a bro like that. He's a good dude. I still want to know what color you're doing the part that's right next to the eyeball. Yeah. Because right now it's just this sort of no man's land. Well, so I have a couple ideas. It all depends on what color you're doing the eye as well. The yeah. eye is going to be pitch black. I'm going to make it just a pitch black, shiny eyeball. Well, then I would do yellow. Okay, now where are y'all talking where you want it? So... Here's the do you not do you not see that there's a, a ring around the eye that is still the muscle? There is, but it's very, very light. I mean, I was going to do, you know, kind of a gory, you know, I guess you could do like a, a yellow right around the edges of the yeah, eyeball. Yeah, that would be interesting. Because red, yellow, and black all go together pretty well. It'll, it'll give a distinction there that'll help. I think. Yeah. Cause I mean, the eyeball, I just want to be just a dead black eye. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Type thing. That's how all I want that to be, is just to be a dead black eye. Staring into the void of it. So you could do like a yellow wash all around here. Just to get in. Because it would be kind of, you know, I don't want to sit here and go, ding, 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 ding. I could, but. Like, oh, here we go. I mean, you have good brush control, so there's no reason that you can't you know, make that happen and not have to worry about getting yellow on the anywhere. And if you get a little, if the yellow seeps into the the reddish part, then that's okay because it's going to look like the sort of transition between the yellow and the red. Yep. There you go. That fluorescent yellow that you like so much. Just go away. I just got it all over my hand. Boink, boink, boink. Bork, bork, bork. So I watched a bunch of Christmas movies. I heard. What'd you watch? Uh the 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 timeless classics like Die Hard. Well, Die Hard was today. Okay, excellent. Die Hard was today, and then today, for the very first time, I watched Christmas Vacation. Oh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Yeah, I had never seen it before. Really? That's that's actually one of my favorites. I I know. It's, it's, a, it's a classic. I've heard people talk about it forever and ever, it, but I had never seen it. In my opinion, it's the beginning of the end for those comedies because it does tell Cruise's story, but it is a little uh, skitty, a bunch of little skits. But it, it goes together better than well, better than newer movies do. Yeah, but it's still a little bit, a little bit of a, a bunch of skits put together. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there were parts of it I mean there were things <laughs> in it where it just had me shaking my head like but then I'm like okay this is this is Clark Griswold yes. he's just not that bright 
and this movie was made at a different time in our lives and you couldn't do some of the stuff that he doesn't have common sense and he didn't in uh the original nope. vacation movie he's a very consistent character although i yeah. did i do love the change of pace where he's like stuck in the attic and he's watching like old movies and all yeah that was a super cool like you, that's not the kind of thing you expect from this kind of movie you know just a good good sort of change of pace in the middle of it it was it was like a, a little humanizing and uh it kind of spoke to why he wanted to have the whole family over for christmas mm-hmm. despite all this wait you mean craziness going on backstory and development in a comedy right what i know, I know. Yeah, I just love it. And Randy Quaid's super funny in it. Like, oh my God. He is. So the more I hear about him in real life, I think he's not playing a character. I think that's actually him. <laughs> actually him. <laughs> he is a nut job in real life. A total nut job. But he's playing a heck of a funny nut job in this. So I'm super cool. And it's even really more prescient or uh, topical with the whole, you know. Was that uh, Jam of the Month Club or whatever the fuck it is? Oh, and, like, yeah. It's the... such a thing that companies would do nowadays. Yep. I was waiting for him to get that bonus yanked out from under his feet. <laughs> and it, the, the thing at the end where his brother-in-law goes and actually kidnaps the <laughs> boss was not a thing I was expecting. That movie takes a hard, hard, hard turn there towards the end. That was that I was like, oh my god! Like I saw him take off in the RV, and I was like, what did the whole family decide to leave? I don't know what's going on. Uh, and then you forget about it a little, and then he comes back with this guy, and I was like, I was dying. Like I did not expect that. Oh, that was... no! So I, I enjoy the crap out of that movie. Uh, what do you give it, Kathy? Um. I'm going to go ahead and give it two space herpes. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I would watch it as a Christmas movie. However, there are just some moments that just leave me like, how could any person be such a moron? You know? I mean, Clark, Clark Griswold. I know, I know. I just, but I, I just can't help it. I mean, look, compared to the rest of that family, he's actually fucking, like... That's true. Einstein. That's true. But yeah, I, I feel like two is fair for I'll this just, movie. I'd give it maybe one and a half. I really like it. It's a little dated at points, but uh, it is one of my favorite Christmas movies and a staple of the season and, and very rewatchable. Mm-hmm. And I like the music in it. Yeah. There's some good music going on in that film. Absolutely. Well, just another one while Gonzo's still uh, going going with that. Oh, model. I mean, we could talk about Die Hard, but I feel like I talked about that last year. I, mean, I feel like I talked about it. it and I, yeah, I, I feel like we could talk about that every year. Die Hard, it's awesome. Uh, Die Hard, it, it's a it, Christmas classic. It's it's very close to Casablanca. Next, it is. Yes. <laughs> uh so yesterday we we get together with our friends for Friendsmas. 
as we did yesterday, and we watched this Canadian film, A Christmas Horror Story, where William Shatner, it starts out with William Shatner as the DJ of a radio station in this small town in wherever. <laughs> wherever. <laughs> in, in, in Bailey, what is it, Bailey, Bailey Downs? Bailey, Ho- Bailey Hollow? Bailey Falls? I think it's Bailey Downs. Anyways, it's Bailey something, but not Bailey Park, because that's in a different movie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love this movie, and I feel like I feel like everyone who doesn't who who wants to watch something that's not a conventional Christmas movie should watch this one. It's freaking hilarious. And it, the end has a uh, a battle between Santa and Krampus. Spoiler. So, uh, Gonzo, just for the record, uh, next pre-ramble, you're going to have to keep those on. <laughs> Quick, look at the camera. Let's give Xander Voiler what he wants. Hey, Xander. Hey, Xander. I'm going to have to up the amount on those. <laughs> nope, I think it's perfect. So, so I, I can't extend the podcast just a little bit like I did last time to cover? Nope. <laughs> So, uh, what would you give that uh, movie, Kathy, for a rating? Oh, I. You know what I? It's tough. I would. Ooh, maybe. I'm. I'm hovering. I'd say one and a half. I'm hovering between one and two. So we'll go one and a half for this one too. Uh, but absolutely, for a, a horror film at Christmas time. Canada it's there's a few different storylines but they all connect and they're all in the same town it's just hilarious I mean it's sick it's it's twisted it's wrong it's hilarious and uh and then you feel like I need to watch gremlins I have yeah I haven't seen gremlins in forever but we watched red versus dead after that at red versus dead 2 um, which ends with a a guy who has a, a zombie Nazi arm uh, attached to his body that can uh, raise the dead and turn them into zombies. At the end, spoiler, turns his dead girlfriend into a zombie. And yeah, that one is uh, four face herpes. <laughs> okay. It sounds like schlock. Yeah. Not necessarily good schlock. But, uh, yeah, we watch that every year. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's terrible and funny. And terrible and funny. So, there you have it. Uh, okay. after that, we watched Rudolph. <laughs> okay. Let's go through the classics there. We watched Rudolph and I loved it because I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And then after that, there was one that I have never seen. I only recall vague memories of parts of it. And that is The Year Without Santa Claus. The one with the heat miser and the cold miser. Oh, Oh, yes. Yeah, I had never seen that. 
I've seen it, but I don't remember very well. It didn't get, it didn't get as much play as the others. You know what? It, I feel like it's longer, and the pacing of it is weird. Yeah. Uh, there are parts of it that are really cool, and there's parts of it that are so slow. I just want to, like, fast forward. So I feel like it could have been condensed down into uh, a smaller, better show. And I don't know their reason for making it longer and more drawn out. Fair enough. So that one, yeah. I, It's okay. There are parts of it that are fantastic. Like when uh, I, I liked Mrs. Claus and the entire time, well, at the beginning, her voice was was ringing a bell in my memory and I'm like whose voice is this it's the lady who played Hazel in the in the sitcom Hazel back in the it's a black and white sitcom from the the 1960s and uh and that was on one of the oldies tv stations and and I had watched a bunch of that while I was painting you know one year and it's her. It's the same lady. And awesome. And she plays a great Mrs. Claus. And then between her, her scenes where she is, and the scene where they go to Mother Nature, the mom of Heat Miser and Cold Miser. And then, of course, the scenes with Heat Miser and Cold Miser were really cool. But aside from that, the two stupid bumbling elves was annoying yeah and uh unnecessary well fair enough <laughs> so i still like i still like uh santa claus is coming to town way better so that's my that's my take on that fair enough uh, I have a couple things to talk about, and none of them especially huge. The only thing, aside from what Gons and I are going to talk about in a bit, that I watched this week was the finals from the MechWarrior Online Comp uh, uh, 2020 champion, 2021 championship that uh, took place this Saturday. And uh, let me say, I know not everyone's into esports and everything, but if there's a game you're playing and they have something like this, go show up and support it because it shows them that you care about that stuff. Like, notwithstanding, there was a bunch of giveaways during the stream, and then obviously they gave everyone a mech for watching the stream at all. Um, They're cool. But the mech, the matches were fucking awesome. It was <laughs> really great. Like, it, it, you mean, there was a clear favorite, and they got upset a couple times. It's actually one of the few that went to five games. Best of five. I was super impressed. was happy. It was... And it's cool. And the guys who, who are doing this, they don't get paid for it. They're just there to, you know, help out because they want to see the game do well, even though it's like, you know, an eight-year-old game. But if you've got a game and they have something like that, they have an official stream of something, try and show up. Even if you just lurk in the background, just uh, you know, lurk in the background if you have to, just show up and, and watch because that'll let them know that the engagement's there and keep them doing that. So I, I, I'll get, I mean, if anyone wants to go watch the VOD, it's on the MW Comp uh, uh, Twitch channel. If you're interested in MechWare Online, they're super cool matches. And, I mean, it'll be there for forever. So check it out if you want it. I would give it zero space herpes because they were fucking great games. 
Gonzo, uh, something? So I wanted to talk about something that happened this week, uh, and since most everybody has watched it, uh, the Cowboy Bebop TV show got canceled. One season in, and uh, Netflix dumped it. I'm not surprised by this at all. Um, uh, no, I think there were too many people who are uh, the vocal minority was very huge on that one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not surprised. It was okay in my book, but it could have done a whole lot better, and they could have done a whole lot better in the second season, but they'll never get a chance to. Um, I think that if this is going to be uh, the Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it got canceled. Some people didn't watch it at all. Um, no, Banyan is about Cowboy Bebop got canceled. Yeah. Banyan. Oh, yeah. I uh, thought you... No, he wasn't making a joke. He oh, was... I thought you were making a joke about it. Sorry. No. Um, but it does, and I have a feeling that it might put some taint on other adaptions coming out, because well, they are doing a uh, Last Airbender adaption um, that's supposed to come out, and they've started filming, and it looks... Characters look good. So, well, I, here's I'm the thing is they took a niche, th- a niche thing, and it may be the most popular of that niche, but still a niche. And they made it into a very stylistic, and I haven't watched episodes yet, but I've seen some stuff, a uh, stylistic show. It reminds me of Speed Racer. That also did not do well for all the same fucking reasons. Yeah. And the thing is, we're always going to have those people who just want to see the same shit just a different way. And they're always going to bitch about it. And, I mean, I don't know what Netflix is expecting for numbers. They got great numbers week one, and then the numbers fell off like everything does. But that is why you don't fucking release the whole series at once. And to me, I think it would have done very, very good if they would have done, like, a shorter season. And did and step a step stuck to the source material a bit more or the pacing a bit more in my opinion. I think oh. it would have done. I think it would have done better. Um, bringing Ed in at the very last, I think, kind of just threw it off a bit for fans. Um, but they didn't deviate too much. But they I deviated mean, enough that the fans went crazy and they went ape shit and it didn't do well. I don't. So here's the thing. The fans didn't know what they wanted. And this is the same problem we have with Star Wars stuff. Everyone has an expectation of what it is, even if they don't tell them something an expectation, an expectation. And when it's not that, they don't go and reevaluate. They just say, that was terrible. I'm fucking done. And they're done. Yeah. I mean, I was and, willing to give a second season a, a shot uh, and see where it went. But I mean, oh, fuck, I'll give it two seasons. I gave fucking Clone Wars four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but that happened, and I was just—I just wanted to talk about that. It's kind of sad because it could have done even better second season around, especially with big budgets. Um, yeah, that's basically the anime is awesome. It is probably my favorite anime. Yeah, type thing. So that that and Trigun are probably my favorites. Ooh, that's a that's a classic. Um, and so everybody knows. I know Baneon had asked before. I'm still waiting on my Wheel of Time, uh, and I figured out what was going uh, wrong in my head while I was watching it. And uh, I'm waiting until Kathy watched it, so I don't want to, ta- you know, taint her. I appreciate so, that. <laughs> taint, taint her watching of it yet. So, uh, Banyan, our discussion that we kind of had uh, whenever we started talking about it, I got where I want with it, and I have an answer for you. But I'm waiting until Kathy has at least watched a few episodes and yeah, is yeah. in it before we talk about it. But um, let's go with Hawkeye. <laughs> 
Sure. Because I want to tell you that if you aren't watching Hawkeye, you are missing out on, I think, one of the better superhero Disney Plus shows out there right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this one, this last episode, it had some feels in it, too. Yep. You 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 feel for you know this for Hawkeye in this one a lot, and it it's hard to explain. This is not your super big bang superpower blow up, you know Michael Bay superhero TV show that all the other ones have done. This is a human story. This is a yeah. story about a broken man, yeah, still trying to do good in the world, but and 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 not for realizing he he's I mean for all of his super skills and competency he has issues uh with self-confidence not like that kind but like his place in the world confidence you know like oh i'm just the guy who fucking kills people like no he doesn't understand and it's cool to see that interaction and i'm very much looking forward to the rest of the season to see where it goes yeah i i there was a that one scene that just gives you the feels when he's sitting in the chair and he's talking and he like looks away and i'm like Damn, I just heard yeah. like right here. And Jeremy Renner's running it well. He's doing a yeah. great job with it. And I mean, I've always liked Hawkeye, and I liked Hawkeye in the ther- in the movies just because you know, he was that normal guy. I mean, Joss Whedon for anything Joss Whedon may or may not have done wrong with the Avengers of Ultron. That scene in the middle at Hawkeye's house was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. So it, it this one they really played off each other very well. Mm-hmm. They, the, the camaraderie, the teamwork, the, you know, buddy cop, if you want to say in a way, mm-hmm. was very, very good. Uh, this one, I'll tell you, this one gave me zeros, Space Herpes. I love oh, this yeah. one the most. This this one has been my far best, one of the greatest. Um, acting, uh, action was solid. Uh, character building was good. And I, it gives me more respect, not only for the character, but also the way he's portraying it in this season. So, uh, zero space herpes for me. Yeah, absolutely zero. If, if you're not watching it, go watch it. Especially this episode really kicks you in the pants. If you're waiting until they're all out, that's fine. That's, yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. But you're going to like it. We'll try not to spoil anything. Um, I think I actually have two more things to cover. Both are relatively small. Go for it. One is media related, but it's going to go into a mini rant as part of it. Hooray! <laughs> John Rant. Uh, so the trailer for Space Marine Two came out. Uh huh. People waiting for it. Super awesome. Looks cool. Uh, looks super cool. And then on Twitter, uh, Ashley Cooper came out and said that she's one of the senior writers on it. And being okay. she's a she, the community fucking went nuts. So here's what I'm going to say. Give people a fucking chance to do their thing. Don't just be like, ah, oh, she's a girl. She can't know about Warhammer 40K. Oh, jeez. Aye, aye, aye. So what we, we, we need to do is we need to, and I'll say this here, as support, we need to give them positive encouragement based on what we see. Don't engage with the haters and those guys. Let them say their bullshit, get ignored, and go off. Don't I know you want to jump and defend. You can better defend by going back to the main tweet or post or whatever and saying something positive and uplifting. That is the best defense. Don't engage with them. That's what they want. 
They yep. want their 15 minutes of fame. Like, ah, I showed that woman what for. No, you didn't. You're a fucker. She's handling it well. She's a fucking champ. It's great. Uh, She's a fucking I... probably won't play the game, but I am super happy to see them coming out with more stuff. And uh, hopefully this will end well. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, that looks really kind of cool. I don't know if I'll play it, but it looks kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm still vaguely interested in the whole 40K oeuvre, but not so, not super, super much anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like uh, the new Star Wars Eclipse trailer came out huh. and I was like, it's just a, you know, nothing big. It's not, not showing any gameplay footage. It's all uh, cinemata- cinematography on it. And I <laughs> thought it was really cool. Yeah. I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. Sounds really, really interesting. The game company is really cool. They did a really good Detroit Become Human. Uh, it was a very good story, so I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, hopefully. And then the other thing is I've decided since uh, Bayon's working late a little bit, we don't always get to sit down and have bre- uh, dinner together and watch YouTube. So I'm going to try and find Netflix series to watch on YouTube. So I'm going to enlist you guys to tell me what I should watch. Um now keep in mind, it's only going to be four, maybe five days a week, because usually on Fridays you can get off early enough where I can, you know, go do something, come back down, and we'll watch Hawkeye. But just trying to get something, yeah, Netflix only, because I can watch Midnight everything else upstairs. Diner. Midnight Mid- Diner. It's Japanese, and I didn't know this when I started watching it, but it's actually based off of a comic book. It has nothing to do with superheroes, though. It's just this guy who has a diner in Tokyo and people come in and they eat there and it's amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. But yeah, so I'm trying to see what I need because like I heard uh, Charlie Cox has been picked up as Daredevil for the MCU. So I kind of maybe want to see the Daredevil Netflix series and all that stuff. Like I haven't watched all that stuff. I am horribly behind on lots of things. So just trying to look for recommendations of the must-watches so that I can uh, try and catch up with that stuff. If I don't start trying, I'll never catch up. What type of... What are you looking for on Netflix? Anything particular? I mean, the stuff I have to watch. Like the, oh my god, you haven't watched that, John. It's amazing. Okay. Like, I've seen Stranger Things. I'm, I'm up to date on Stranger Things. It's actually the only series I'm up to date on, really. Besides Hawkeye. Um, you know... I watched the first season, Alter Carbon. It's the second season, heard bad things, so I haven't watched it yet. Probably will watch it eventually. The second season of Altered Carbon. Yeah. Okay. So, except on my list, you know, I haven't watched any of Lost in Space. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I don't have that kind of time. I spent too much time playing video games, apparently. <laughs> and hobby streaking. And faffing about watching YouTube. So that's what I want to do. I want to start watching stuff. Because I realized that I get home and, like, and being able to watch the same stuff, but I mean, I don't need to sit there and watch the videos, all the same videos I could watch up on my computer. I should be watching something I could only watch on the TV downstairs. Sweet Tooth and Shadow and Bone. That'll be my... uh, Well, this is also for the Dice Heads and all. Like, post on Facebook. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. Let me know what you think the must-watches are so that I can uh, start watching. Those would be my two suggestions for you since you haven't seen those, and those were newer series that came out. type thing uh, also uh, and you don't like comedy so those would be okay type thing are you you're very particular about your comedies i should say 
<laughs> you get no I didn't get any of that at all. It totally... You, everything froze right as you started speaking. Huh. Yeah, I said that uh, I would try those two until you're ready to try a comedy, but I know your comedy is... You're very picky on it. Well, yeah, I mean, I like it to be funny. <laughs> Just so, FYI, Midnight Diner, it is Japanese. There are subtitles. Um, out! Fucking subtitles! <laughs> no, I'm joking. But it's good. It's not a comedy. I there watch are everything funny with moments subtitles. in it, but it's not a comedy. But it's good. It's so good. All right. Well, guys, it is 8.30. We are going to get out at a decent time this time. We're going to send you over to Vlieger Dragon, uh, where she'll be doing some more role-playing, and you can watch her and hang out with her for a bit uh, and give her the love that you show us. Guys, we appreciate you coming in and listening and watching and seeing me mess up models and just having a good old time. Uh, yes, it is 9.30 where Banyan is at. Um, please take care of yourself. Please wash your hands. Please wear your mask. Go get your vaccine. Go get your booster. Be safe. Be safe. We want to see you in March. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night. Good night. I don't know the song. I've never heard it. Because it doesn't come through my headphones. True.